Hello and welcome to the Trials, the system playtest actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael and this is the Trial of Metahumans Rising, episode number one, Burning the Midnight Oil, part one. Now usually in these the trial episodes we start with an episode zero, which is a rules review episode. Uh, we did that this time, but we didn't do as much of it. So rather than making a full episode out of it, we just added it to the beginning of episode one. So if you want to jump ahead to roughly 20 minutes in, that's when the actual gameplay will start. Uh, we also do probably more rules explanation during the course of the game than we normally do for that same reason. So if you're not familiar, Metahumans Rising is a superhero RPG that is uh, designed by the guys over at uh, House Doc, that's H-O-U-S-E, House D-O-K Productions. They have, uh, have a game system they've, pr- they've created called the Open Action System, and this is actually their second RPG they've uh, written based off of that system, and it is soon to be kickstarted. Unfortunately, the actual dates of the Kickstarter are not finalized, so I don't know for sure when that will happen. When it does, there will be links added to the show notes, but we're going to try to release this coinciding with the Kickstarter. So there's a better than average shot that if you're listening to listening to this now, the Kickstarter is already live. Uh, so please follow the links in the show notes, head over to their Kickstarter page whenever it's open, and see if this is game. this game is something you might be interested in backing. I would like to thank Dave Silva. He is the writer of the, the game system as well as our DM for this uh, series of uh, episodes. Uh, thank him for sharing the game with us and agreeing to spend an evening and running the game. So anyways, on to the show. Here is The Trial of Metahumans Rising, Episode 1, Burning the Midnight Oil, Part 1. I, I guess let's start uh, with uh, the game itself. Uh, Metahumans Rising is inspired by classic Bronze Age comic books. We're hoping to kind of capture that feel and that presentation in the game. We we actually have several mechanics that help to feed into the feel of actual comic books, as opposed to just simulating how superheroes might might look uh, in a role-playing environment. Uh, Certainly just the powers, if that makes sense. Do you want me to explain kind of some system details uh, ahead of time or uh, did you want to just jump in and I can explain things as they come up and we, we experience some in gameplay? I think it would be a good idea to have just a high level. Like I know there you can't don't go into all the details, but just general, you know, it's like a 3D6 system where you're going to have a, a set number, you're going to add that, and then you have target numbers. Uh, so maybe just sort of like the high level, and then as we get into the nitty gritty, you can further explain. Sure, I can do that. Uh, Michael, you've chosen to play Bulwark, the Living Volcano, and just to kind of walk you through some basic roles. I, I just will pull up your character sheet here. If you're making a untrained roll, you roll your attribute and two dice. So let's say Bulwark needed to crack a computer password. That would normally be the computer skill. He doesn't have it. So instead he would roll his intelligence, which is an eight, and 2d6, and add that to the roll. So let's just say you rolled a 7. Your total would be a 15. Now, 
if you had the computer skill, you'd get to add that in as well, and you would get a bonus die. So Bulwark, before becoming the Living Volcano, was an archaeologist. So he has uh, some science skills, and he has the social science skill, which covers not just like sociology, but archaeology. So if you were making a general science role, you would take your intelligence of eight and your science of three, and you have a base of 11, and you would get to roll three dice. But let's say we're actually dealing with your field of expertise, and you were trying to research a dig site or something along those lines. In that instance, you would get your intelligence, your science, and your social science together for a base of 14 and four dice. Okay. Powers work the same way. So when you make a attack roll, you're going to use your powers value and the linked characteristic. So in Bulwark's case, when he makes an attack, he's got his volcanic body that's linked to his constitution. So he's going to roll his constitution of 18 and his volcanic body of 12, so 30 and 3 dice on an attack roll. He's also got a fighting style called defensive stance, which kind of represents before he became Bulwark, he had to go through self-defense training, hostage training, things like that, to work in certain countries. As Bulwark, he's refined this into a way to protect others. Okay. Now, since that's the same category as a power, you don't get a bonus die, but you get to add that in. Okay, so he's actually rolling 38 plus 3 dice. Okay, so those numbers, obviously the first time we were dealing with an 8 plus a couple die, and now we're up to 30-something plus a couple die. So what are some of the like ranges? Like what, what is a, a normal human versus superhuman so that our audience knows, like, you know, is getting a 50 kind of a normal thing, or is that like crazy high? So you guys are classic superheroes. And what that means is in your fields you are a cut above an average human. In fact, on your weak side, you're probably equal to an average person. So a typical role for a skilled normal person would be like a five and three dice. And an average target number would be like a 15. So as an archeologist, you are effectively guaranteed to overcome an average target number whenever doing something in your field, because you're rolling a 14 and three dice. Uh, in fact, you can handle expert or even advanced level challenges. And the way that the scale works like that is so that we can ramp up the action for superheroes. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. The other thing I would say is for a classic hero, something between 10 and 12 is about what you expect for what they're good at doing. So your core abilities would fall in a 10 to 12 range. And Bulwark has a very high constitution, even though he is a classic hero. Because, well, he's a living volcano. Them's the perks. While we're talking about dice, I'll also mention the importance of a six. Outside of combat, when you're rolling dice, if you roll a six, you want to let everyone know because that actually gives you a bump up if there are degrees of success. So a simple roll might be, 
you know, let's just say you were making a, a roll against a target number of 15. In that situation, uh, all you have to do is beat that target number. But let's say you're doing some research. Well, there are degrees of information you might find out. And so if you rolled a 15, you might get this piece of information. If you rolled a 25, you might get more information. If you roll a 35, you might get more information on top of that. Well, each six that you roll gives you a free bump. So even if you rolled a 20, if you got that six, we would treat it as a 25. I like that actually, because with some of the numbers, um, I was looking through the information you sent. Like I, again, I start with a 30 in some cases. When you're starting with a 30 and you're rolling 3, 3d6, the number that you roll is so much smaller than what you start with, but you still make the dice important because sixes matter. So I actually really like how that works. Uh, it also allows someone who is pulling in different abilities. So if you're using a skill and a power and you have a specialty, you have a larger pool of dice. And those sixes can put you over someone who might have just a really high static value. So someone who just has a, you know, a high defense and no real dice pool to go with it might find themselves in a tricky situation dealing with someone who has a bunch of different, uh, or who, who has uh, several dice to roll and can get these bumps. Right. So, so natural ability can only get you so far. Matthew, did, do you have something you wanted to say there? Yes. Uh, my, to understand that we're using six sides. Yes. Exclusively. Yes. And can we use them in real life or do we have to roll them electronically? I told him you would ask that. That is your choice. That's your choice. You do what you're comfortable with. I'll trust you. I'm totally going to touch some dice then. All right. In combat... Sixes, uh, sixes have a, a little bit of a different effect. When you make an attack roll, sixes add damage. If you take an active defense, they add to your armor. But it's all along the same premise that when you roll a six, you get a bonus. I think that's probably the, the base die mechanic in a nutshell. I think the other thing I'd like to explain before we get started is stamina and willpower. So stamina is kind of like your basic hit points. It represents how much trauma you can endure, be it mental or physical. But when you drop to zero, it's your choice what happens next. You know, you may be knocked out or you might fight on. If you fight on, you run a chance of death. But uh, it's up to you to, to make that, that choice as a hero. Now, willpower is another heroic concept. Essentially... This will allow you guys to bend your powers in different ways, you know, pull off power tricks. Bulwark, again, for example, you have a, a attack listed as eruption, which costs him four willpower, but essentially, as a living volcano, you explode out, sending uh, stone and, and lava everywhere, uh, which is kind of a taking his power beyond its normal limits, and just ramping it up using willpower. It's not something you can do all the time, but it's a, a big effect you can pull off sometimes. Okay. Now, I notice on my character sheet, my willpower is currently 7 of 12. Is it normal to start with it less than full? Is that something because we're starting in the middle of some action? It starts, uh, at each session, it starts out, it resets to your base value, which for you is 7. You can have up to 12 willpower, 
which the way you do that is by pulling into pulling a drive into a scene. So, for example, Bulwark has a drive called Belly of the Beast. Okay, this is one of his core motivations. Essentially, if he puts himself in the most danger possible, he can get a bonus to his role for doing that, and he'll earn himself a willpower. Okay, so it's just trying to motivate you to use your backstory actively in the game? Exactly. Uh, The other thing you can do is uh, you can always choose to fail if it's dramatically appropriate. Put yourself into a worse situation, cause yourself harm, or... uh, uh, triggers some type of environmental effect, and doing that earns you willpower for the added danger. So those are calamities. Okay, so uh, Caleb, Matthew, did you guys have any specific questions about your characters? Uh, anything that didn't make sense in that description? Uh, I have a couple general questions. Okay. Um, so I am going to be playing Crossfire tonight. Yes. If I am reading this correctly, uh, Crossfire is the regular soldier dude who has a bow and arrow. Yes. Because he, if... We, and, we've, and we've learned from recent movies that all superheroes absolutely need a regular dude with a bow and arrow because he's going to save the day. Clearly. Yes. And from, and from other recent events, we have also learned that Guys with bows and arrows are the best NAM superheroes ever. End of story, period. No comment. This sounds more like a statement than a question, and I'm not going to disagree with you. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm well, a you fan know, of Hawkeye, but that's... The now, I, I don't think we needed to name any names. Yeah, right? allegedly. Allegedly. Let's, let's just say... Let's just say I might have shaved into a Van Dyke. <laughs> allegedly I mean, at the same time you might have offered yourself as tribute I mean either way it goes eh, we're, gonna go, <laughs> we're gonna go the cool way and not the lame teen angsty drama way how about we say that <laughs> oh you're you're opening a can of worms buddy but we'll we'll keep going I will I will fight you tooth and nail on this sir and so, I will win so let, let um, me just point out oh go ahead sorry <laughs> I, I was taking us off the rails there. That's my fault. Here are the actual questions I do have, though. So I understand the talents. Um, mm-hmm. We have a, a couple things here on the sheet. We have the powers slash fighting styles and gear. Those represent specific roles or specific attacks that I make in combat or defense. Let me make sure that I'm looking at the, the right spot here. On Crossfire's character sheet, under powers, it just kind of gives you a breakdown of uh, well, it's powers, fighting style, and gear. So this is kind of the equivalent of talents, but they get a little bit more detailed. So his armor, army ranger training, uh, and it gives you a value just like a talent. But in character creation, you define the name of your power or fighting style, what the parent attribute is, and what role it serves. So if you look at Crossfire's abilities, his ranger training, his archery, his specialty in bypassing armor, and his bow are all offensive. Uh, And then next to that, under the effect, is a description. If you scroll down, the other notes section will give you abilities that he can pull off and his favorite attacks. So Crossfire 
is actually an expert at bypassing a target's armor. So just to, to give you a little bit of background for, for the listeners, the reason why Crossfire uses a bow is during an alien invasion, he found that the bow and arrow was better at bypassing this alien race's uh, psychic shields than a high-velocity projectile. And he's kind of stuck with it ever since. So he's, he's super focused on penetrating armor. Uh, actually, he may be a regular guy, but he's really good at taking down your unstoppable force kind of villains. Does that make sense? So one might say the bow is mightier than the blade. In his hands, absolutely. Hey, it said there's quips on my sheet. I got to warm up. I- I'm, I'll get there. Not only are there quips so, on there, you can use them in a fight. <laughs> so let, let me just try to understand this then. So where it says powers, fighting styles, and gear. Mm-hmm. So if I was doing something with one of those offensive talents, am I adding the value there to the stat that's listed and then rolling dice? Normally that's how it works. Okay. Um, but that's all been factored in for you under favorite attacks. That's since, since he's that's like all offense. Gotcha. So when I'm playing here, instead of having to do the math, you've already broken down. Okay. If I want to do willow shot, if I want to do pinhole exploit, all those numbers are added together with the dice listed right there. And I can just pull from that. Right. And cool. uh, just a quick note about the pinhole exploit. That's actually two different actions. The first one is him studying an opponent to bypass his armor. And that's the lower number that doesn't do damage. And then after he's done it, he uses that higher value on his attacks that follow that. Gotcha. I'm with you. That was my next question. And you already got there. I think I'm pretty good to go. We'll figure out the rest as it happens. Okay. All right. What about you, Matthew? Any questions before we get started? I feel like, uh, I feel like Lady Nat is, uh, is pretty uh, straightforward and, um, she doesn't have many powers, so I feel like I'm going to have to just use that one power to do a bunch of different things. And that's that's kind of... So I, I should point out that because of the way willpower works, you kind of define the core power that you have, and then you're able to modify it. So with Lady Knight, uh, she's able to create fields of darkness... She can confuse people, disorient them, and then from that darkness, she can create these, like, blades. Uh, She's actually one of my, you know, I I try not to play favorites, but I like her a lot. (laughs) But um, you can use willpower to modify or adjust that. So let's say you wanted to capture somebody instead of knocking them out. You would spend a willpower point and turn that blade into, like, a shadow cage. Cool. Okay, I think we are ready to get started then. Anything anything else that comes up, we'll just figure it out as we go. The tonight's demo is called Burning the Midnight Oil. Each of you have already picked out some characters, and uh, I'll go around and uh, ask you uh, questions about that in just a second. But you're, you're each members of a team called Steel's Pride, which is a, uh, a group of heroes out of the D.C. Arlington area which has kind of become a hub for metahuman research. We're, we're going to start off with um, 
the three of you at your base with a with a news report coming on, and it starts off with uh, some footage. Uh, a lane marker uh, floats free in an Olympic pool. There are two men kind of grappling in the water, and um, one of them is struggling to get air. And it looks like there's like three or four other swimmers and a guy in a suit trying to pull him off. This one guy that he's choking. And it pulls out to a news reporter. This was a scene from last night's college swim meet. While Brendan Myers claims he suffered a fit brought on by exhaustion, investigators found evidence of a new drug the police are calling snake oil. While we are only just learning about this new drug, it appears to greatly impact the users after only a few treatments. If Myers' attack on fellow competitor Ashton White is any indicator, it also seems to multiply the, their aggression. Here at WFCX, we reached out to Dr. Jillian Moore, a DBC researcher, for details on this new steroid. The answers she gave us were disturbing. Early testing shows that snake oil, as it's been dubbed, reacts to the user's biology in both predictable and unpredictable ways. Like most steroids, the compound stimulates muscle growth. However, its side effects seem to vary. More after this. And it cuts to a commercial of people playing some video games. So, how are you guys reacting to this news? Has this uh, snake oil been something that we've already started to experience? Have we heard of this drug or had any other interactions previous to this? This is the, the first time seeing it, but seeing that it took four people fighting to just stop one guy, like pull his arms free, it's kind of scary looking to see uh, see it in action. So of the three of us, who is the one that would be the most like scientific into biology or chemistry type of a thing? Uh, well, that would be Bulwark. Oh, okay. That would be me, of course. Because what about giant rock lava monster doesn't say scientist? Not much, apparently. <laughs> I will turn to uh, my companions and say, We should try to get a sample. I would like to test that. Uh, Crossfire is going to speak up. Hey, buddy, uh, let me go get you some tea. I think you got something in your throat there. That joke never gets old. No, seriously, I think there's something really wrong. You know, I've got a great uh, ear, nose, and throat doctor. We should make an appointment. Okay. I, I have a new HMO. I have to use my, my dollars before the end of the year or they don't roll over. Yeah, you can't leave money on the table. That's just wasteful. Uh, do we recognize the names at all, or can I cross-reference uh, in any kind of database we might have uh, information on the victim or the uh, the person who was affected by the drug? So do you have anything that would kind of tie you into college sports or uh, athletics, anything like that? If you just take a look um, at your talents or backgrounds. I'm looking here. Uh, I've got fitness, forensics, area of influence, veterans, background, ex-soldier. Oh, wait, I have career park guide. Okay. Uh, so you, you probably actually may work like um, it, you, you work at a public park facility. So they're going to have facilities there for different kind of college meets, mm -hmm. right? 
Um, like clearly you have an archery range where at the park you work at. There's probably like a, a public pool and um, like running trails, things like that. That makes sense. Uh, so why don't you... So normally you would use your history with your career, which is just doing your job day to day. But since this is a little bit different, I'm going to have you roll your career plus your uh, intelligence to kind of, uh, or actually your uh, career and your wisdom, which is actually the same value, to kind of see uh, if you've seen anything weird going on at the in the locker rooms at your park or anything like that. Gotcha. So my career is a 15. My wisdom is a 5. Um, actually, your career is a 3. Oh, I, I look at level, not total? Yeah. See, uh, the total is four with your, your common attribute. Like I said, that's what I was saying. Normally you would roll it with your history. Oh, 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 oh. okay. Uh, but we're, we're mixing it up. So you're actually rolling an eight and three dice. Okay. So an eight and three D six. Okay. So I have a total of 17 and I have one six on the die. So there's kind of a crowd that you don't normally associate that do come to the gym. And you have seen some of these kind of, you know, like semi-pro or pro athletes bulking up and talking about the new juice and stuff like that, you know, code speak sort of thing. And while you haven't heard them use the term snake oil before, you definitely see, like you've had to break up a couple of fights in the locker room, that sort of thing. And then, you know, just because of the circles that you kind of associate in, you know that the college football team the local college team is having an amazing season, especially over like the last three or four games. But that's nothing you can really, you know, you're not sure if that's related or not. You just, you can see that like, you know, this Brendan White guy was, or Brendan Myers guy was a, uh, a college athlete. Some of the jocks that you've seen bulking up uh, compete at that level also. And that's just kind of like a, you know, you also know that while it might not be related, you know, this college team has been doing exceptionally well. Actually, one guy there is like going to, like he's already broken the state record uh, for the number of um, quarterback sacks. And he's going in for like a, uh, uh, like he, he might actually take a national record depending on how the season ends up. Okay, so having that knowledge, uh, Crossfire is going to think for a little bit. While while you're thinking, let me jump back to Bulwark, because you said you wanted to get your hands on a sample. And what are your thoughts on how to do that? Well, I would be interested to see if... um... You know, it, once they pulled him off of the other kid, I'm assuming they, you know, searched his locker or something because they had to know that, that it was this thing. So either either they did like a blood test and they found it or they found some of this, the serum like in a locker or in a gym bag, that type of thing. So I would want to see if we maybe we have a connection with the local law enforcement that we might be able to uh, get a sample provided. Or you mentioned the doctor, Jillian, uh, the the they gave a, a testimony. Would I happen to maybe know her as from my days as a university person before the transformation? Okay, let's take a look at some of your skills as well. Now, so she works for a company called DBC, which is uh, 
a a leading like science firm do you see anything that might help you connect with her uh well i do have uh, a couple science skills again i used to be an archaeologist so you know we we have that somewhat in common i don't see anything that stands out i'll tell you what I'm going to have you make a career archaeology role okay? just to see if you've met her in professional, you know, like at a science symposium or something like that. So this is going to be, for you, it'll be 15 and three dice. Okay. okay. All right. I got an eight. So that's a 23 and I did get one six. So, yes, <laughs> uh, you actually did meet her once. You were lecturing at a... Uh, at a local college, and she was uh, a uh, resident there. Uh, she kind of spoke to you afterwards. Nothing related to uh, you were speaking on um, on ancient Greece and artifacts, things along those lines. Uh, and she just had some questions about your theories about metahumans before uh, KB and things along those lines. KB being the, a, a drug that was used in World War One and kind of triggered the, the uh, birth of the modern superhero. But she just had some, some thoughts or some ideas about what some of the Greek myths might have actually meant with the, the lens of perspective when it comes to modern metahumans. Okay, and what was her name? Her name is Jillian Moore. Jillian Moore is one of my Twitter followers. Let me DM her and see if I can set up a meeting. Um, I was wondering, does the snake oil have any uh, illegal arms implications? Uh, well, as far as you know, it's a steroid. Gotcha. You are playing Lady Knight, and I know you've got some shady connections mm -hmm. if you wanted to look into that. Let me finish up with Bulwark's DM, and then I will uh, come back to follow up with you on that, okay? Sure thing, sugar. <laughs> so, you message her. So, she knows who you are as a hero, or, because uh, you, you kind of have a, it's hard to hide Bulwark these days, right? So, you message her, and what do you say? Since I'm typing, I won't do the voice. Basically, uh, in 140 characters or less, I would say, uh, snake oil, very interested. Can I help? Uh, winky emoticon. Winky emoticon, smiley face, rock face, <laughs> flame, flame, vol volcano, volcano emoticon. All right. But his fingers are too big, so he actually <laughs> hit the poop emoticon, and he thought it was a volcano. That's not nice. <laughs> He's killing it with the ladies. <laughs> go ahead and give me an etiquette roll okay so that is an eight and uh, i'm going to give you a plus three for your career okay so just add three to your result okay and that would be three dice correct yes okay so i got an 11 and a six on the die so that is a 22 with a six she doesn't respond right away but probably like a half an hour uh, later, you get a response, uh, something along the lines of Professor Mills, question mark. 
of course the I can send you over what I have. Do you have a secured email? And and you guys kind of set up a, a way to um, receive uh, some confidential files because the thing is, like she's been brought in as a researcher, right? She's not like with the police or anything like that. And she'll send you her research, but she doesn't have like a sample she can give you. Okay, no, that's still that's that's a good start. Let me. Uh, jump over to Lady Knight, and then I will, uh, and, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Sounds good. So, because it's going to take time for her to send you those files. Lady Knight, you asked if there were arms implications, um, and right now, as far as you know, it is a basic steroid. It, was there something you wanted to do to do uh, research or anything like that? I mean, I have street smarts and street kid as well. I just don't know. And criminal underworld, I guess that would work for like if someone's pushing, pushing the steroid, right? So you want to kind of like hit the streets and see what people are saying? Yeah. Well, yeah. Or, you know, check my, uh, check my dark Twitter feed and see if anyone's uh, putting anything up that I need to know about. All right. So. Uh, give me a street smarts roll. Okay, so that's going to be, if I'm reading this right, it's going to be 11 plus 3 dice? Yes. Wow. Oh my god, it's almost like I'm learning. Don't tell Caleb. Your secret is safe with me. I like you pretty and stupid. <laughs> oh, that's what my mom says. <laughs> uh, 9 plus 11 is 20. And did you roll any sixes? Yes. No, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't roll any sixes. Sorry. Okay. I thought you said D sixes, not any sixes. Were there any results that were a six? No, sir. Okay. All right. So there's actually, like, you kind of hit the streets and you're kind of working over some of your old contacts. There's been people asking around about it. Some of them that seem like they might be heavy hitters, but aren't very happy about this drug on the street. Problem is, whoever is dealing snake oil uh, seems to have a select clientele. It's not going through the regular channels. And for the most part, the local underworld has been kind of cut out of this deal. There's no, like, corner dealers or anybody like that that's actually carrying snake oil. I knew it was the damn Chinese. Hey, we just lost all our Asian listeners. (laughs) (laughs) so uh you're welcome while while, um bulwark is uh trying to twitter on his iphone with his massive rock fingers and and while uh lady knight is out shaking down the streets i am going to head over to the rec center or the college gym, wherever I, I feel my knowledge might best lead me. Um, and I'm going to very casually in my day job persona, make some general investigation into what the kids are doing these days to get so big and strong. Okay. So, how are you approaching that exactly? 
basically I want to approach maybe one or two of the students who are I know are good good students who have I have worked with I have a good uh, a good established relationship with mm-hmm. not not teacher's pet but very much uh, someone or the kids that I work with regularly and who I, I don't suspect of juicing but would I'd be able to ask questions without it being odd uh, the, the type of kid that I could say hey uh, you know I hear the football team's doing really well or hey what about that dude that got all jacked up in the pool what have you heard okay all right so since you're, you're doing this as you're like you're using like your your work persona to kind of talk to some of the students that you've dealt with before. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to have you roll your career of park guide with your expression. Okay. Uh, with your expression is um, eight. Your career is a three, so it's eleven and three dice. Cool. And let's see how this turns out. Uh, yeah, I I am uh, park guide Oliver. By the way, if that matters at all to anybody. Do you dress up as a female on the weekends and, you know, maybe you're a bit of a queen? You know what? Oh, that's if, the mood, if the mood strikes me, I'm not against it. <laughs> I've got this great mentor who has been known to do that in the past. I I feel like uh, I feel like I'm part of an in-joke that I just don't want to be in. <laughs> you really don't want to be in it, Dave. Don't worry about it. Um, I, have, narrow, huh? I have a total of 20. Uh, no sixes are showing. Okay. So the first couple of kids you talked to were kind of hesitant. And then like uh, eventually you talked to uh, one of the better looking students that you know. And he says uh, he was approached by some guy at his regular gym, but he turned him down. You know, like uh, like he he was approached, like did he want to buy snake oil, right? It was like it was another guy at the gym, and he had turned them down. Uh, and he just he wasn't really comfortable with the whole, like he doesn't want to do steroids or anything like that. And the guy got really kind of aggressive about it, but he says, uh, you know, it was like after he got done working out, the guy said, you know. Uh, that he could bulk up if he really wanted to, but that—that's all he's really willing to say. Like he, he's really like he seemed kind of uncomfortable talking about it. Like, like uh, he doesn't know if that guy. Like he hasn't gone back to that gym since then, and he doesn't really want to describe what the guy looked like because he just doesn't want to think about it. He's hoping that he can go back in a couple of weeks and it's all going to have blown up. Can I get the name of the gym from this kid? Uh, yeah, he'll tell you the name of the gym. Awesome. I'll slap him on the shoulder. You did good, kid. Remember, winners don't do drugs. And I'm going to go to that gym. Okay. So let me jump back over to Bulwark here and kind of tell you what, what you've been able to find out here. Or rather what uh, Jillian has been able to find out. So snake oil, uh, according to uh, Jillian's testing, doesn't seem to contain any traits actually in common with anabolic steroids. 
There is, however, a combination of immunosuppressants and something that seems to interact with the body at a genetic level. Is it anything I would be familiar with from, you know, super villains that we've interacted with? Does this fit the MO of somebody who tries to chemically create super villains, something like that? You can give me a general wisdom roll, which is just wisdom and two dice, since you don't have like a, a study of like metahumans or or uh, known villains or anything like that. All right, that gives me a thirteen. No sixes on the dice. Not really. Nothing. You know, nothing really comes to mind. Definitely nothing in the DC area that's been like this in years. There was a a villain like over 10 years ago, but after the lensing conflict, which was uh, an alien invasion of the earth, he ended up leaving the earth along with several heroes and a number of genetically created soldiers that he had uh, fighting alongside him. Hmm. Well, that seems unlikely that that's a connection, but like I said, that was over a decade ago. Right. Yeah. So for the moment, I don't think that would be the uh, connection, but, uh, you know, who knows? Is there anything about the the formula that would give me an indication of, like, a key ingredient? Like, I know that they have to use this or that or the other that, that might give us the lead on who's making it. Give me a science roll. Science. Science uh, would be a, an 11 plus 3 dice. Uh, I, I got a 12, no sixes. So that'd be a 23, no, 24, I think. Um, 23, yeah. So it looks like this actually has something in common with like, uh, well, there's an immunosuppressant. There's actually a portion of this that seems to supercharge the adrenal gland. And that's what delivers the, uh, the snake oil. And it looks like that alters the cells. And that's probably, like, that's the key reaction is whatever this unknown ingredient is uses the immunosuppressant to attack the cells. And it's delivered by this um, uh, adrenal boost. Okay. It looks like after some time, like, once the immunosuppressant wears off, the white blood cells would be able to fight off the change. But possibly yeah that that's that's what you're able to figure out there okay um if if i have time because i know there's other things happening simultaneously i would want to start trying to formulate like an antidote uh, antidote or some sort of counter agent okay so without being able to test that would be really difficult to do let me jump over to crossfire real quick and see how things are going at the gym Cool. Now, is there any way I can exploit the wrong place, right time drive in this situation? Uh, well, tell me what you're doing. Okay, so what I'm thinking here is, this is, this is, uh, let me rephrase that. What type of gym is this? Is, is this a weight gym? Is this like an MMA gym? What uh, am I walking into? Well, if I were to describe gyms as like, like an average kind of everybody kind of goes there and they can you know you're not okay i'm not okay but we're okay together kind of thing and then there are gyms that you know you know we're better than you 
this would be the we're better than you kind of gym. It's a Globo gym. <laughs> I'm walking into Globo gym. <laughs> ben Stiller's on the wall. It's giving me motivation. I love it. No one makes me bleed my own blood. There's a real good energy in the gym. <laughs> All right. So uh, Crossfire is going to walk into the gym. Uh-huh. And he is going to um, go through the motions of being the new guy signing up. So he's okay. going to go to the front desk and he's like, hey, you know, I, I feel like I need to get myself in better shape. Uh, I want to work out a little bit. Now, he's obviously in awesome shape because he's a fucking superhero. Yeah, you use the salmon ladder all the time, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I'm the best at the salmon ladder. Yeah. I fucking kill the salmon ladder. <laughs> But I'm gonna I'm gonna downplay that and I'm gonna pretend to be just an average guy who's in good shape, but wants to take myself to the next level. Okay. And I'm gonna uh, sign up for a membership, and I'm gonna sign up for a personal trainer. Okay. And I'm going to keep repeating phrases like I want to get to the next level. I, I need I need to I need to get more definition. You see okay. these little muscly things in here there needs to be more of those (laughs) the whole time but i would know the actual terms of the muscles and not say muscly things because (sighs) crossfire is a smart superhero caleb doesn't know these things it's under the flab all right Um, and Uh. (laughs) my my idea here if if i could think cinematically in a comic book Uh is at some point Crossfire is going to be the smallest guy in the room and he's going to be surrounded by these big juiced up crazy muscle guys and they're going to be talking about the drug. All right. Here's what I want you to do. Give me a fitness roll and I'm going to give you a plus five bonus for your quips. Okay. So you're going to roll 18 and three dice. 18 and three dice. Okay. So that gives me a 28 total with one six showing. If Arnold Schwarzenegger exists in this game reality, I'm going to definitely make some I'm going to pump you up jokes as often as possible. You look really pumped up, man. How do you pump me up? All right. So now (laughs) here's how it goes down, right? You work out, you know, this guy who's like, huge like thick up top and wearing a, a t-shirt that's like three sizes too small right so you can like see the veins at his shoulders popping through the t-shirt right you know that guy you know walks you through like running through the different sets and he's like let's put on some more weight right let's put on another five pounds let's put on the 10 pounds right and it's probably like an hour two hours right because you said you signed up right so he yeah. runs you through your paces yep right and I, I think I'm going to try to downplay my skill a little bit because this is a regular gym. I obviously work out a lot as a superhero, especially one using a melee weapon like this. So, But I want to hold back a little bit. Like I don't want to push myself to the my normal extreme. So Crossfire as a, as a character is on the high end of average strength, but he is like gymnast agile and fairly healthy right he, he's definitely not like a bulky guy i've got a um, swimmer's bod you've got a swimmer's bod you've got a you've got an archer's bod or a runner's bod <laughs> but you've got 
a lot of endurance. Okay, and that's that fitness part of it. Okay, um, and they really they push you hard, and you can see people's ears perking up. The more you talk about, I want to put on some muscle mass. You know, you know, I got to get the lats and the, the biceps and my quads. You know, you know. He says, you know, don't worry about the quads. You can skip leg day. I'm not going to skip leg day, bro. I can't <laughs> skip leg day. I'll throw a fit when he's like, you can <laughs> skip leg day, dude. I can't skip leg day. What are you talking about? So, like, after like two hours, he says, "Why don't you go shower off, and we'll set up your next appointment." So, when you're in the back of the locker rooms, most uncomfortable position possible, you've got like you're in the showers, and six dudes show up, and they are like this huge guys, and. Uh, they're like, hey, you know, we, we saw you working out there. You know, we, we realize you're kind of a smaller guy, but, you know, that's a good effort, right, bro? Oh, yeah, bro. Totally, bro. <laughs> I want to bro out with you guys. You are exactly what I want to be, bro. Man, when I see that definition, you are cut, bro. I need to get that action. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I apologize, David. No. Nope. Sorry. It is quite all right to bro out with these bros, bro. Oh, we're going to bro out so hard. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we'll get some masks because you fit up top, right? Well, and, I, I don't uh, want to forget leg day, though. <laughs> and uh, he says, uh, look, I uh, I don't know, like, how serious are you? Like, you're serious, serious? Dude, I'm for real so serious. I'm right. I'm straight killing it. Okay. So here's where I'm going to give you, uh, I want you to roll your expression and quips. Oh, so that's just your quips, but you're going to add in your wrong place, right time. So you're actually going to roll a 14 and four dice. Okay. So can we just not back up real quick, but I just want to sure. understand how we are getting to that number. Okay. Uh, so it's, you said it's the quips yes. plus wrong what? place, right time. Okay. And that um, has a value of one. Which is a one. So that's six. And I'm adding that to which now? So your your quips is a five. Right. Your expression is eight. Oh, expression. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out. And then plus one from wrong place, right time. And then because you're using a drive, you get to pull in an extra die. Cool. All right. Come on, baby. 27 with one six showing. And he's like, look, I don't know. Like, uh, like how serious are you, bro? I'm so serious, I will do anything to get cut like you. He says, all right, you need to hear this from me, but there's a, there's a new juice going around that is just better, right? And uh, there's a deal going down tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of friends with the guys. I can get you in there, right? And uh, here, write this down. And he gives you, like, an address. Dude, this is so tight. He says, but you got to be serious when you show up. Like, don't, you know, you got to let them know that you are there to pump. I will be, I will bring cash money and this will happen. Straight truth for real. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. 
If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, The Caleb G, at The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.